0: Welcome to the Third City Christian Church Podcast. This week's message is Choose Your Own Adventure, Part 2, The Legacy Question, recorded Sunday, January fifteenth, 2023. If you have a story about how God is working in your life, please let us know by sending an email to podcast at thirdcityc.org. Now here's Scott with today's message. You know, we love stories. It doesn't matter if, you know, if you're 5 or 55 or 95. From the time we're old enough to crawl up on dad or mom's lap until, well, till the end of our days. We love a good story. and It could be a great book for you. It could be maybe an author that just takes you away, you know, Dr. Seuss or uh, Mary Shelley or J.K. Rowling or J.R. Tolkien, somebody like that. Or it could be stories that capture imagination that, that uh, come from a movie or, you know, the cinema, Shawshank Redemption, the TV version, by the way. Or uh, The Godfather, the TV version. Or The Hallmark Channel, always the TV version. (laughs) Or maybe you're binging some series and you just can't get enough of the stories that that they have. Because we love stories. We really do. And uh, when you think of your story, you will go back to some transcendent moment in your life. It could have been something phenomenal. You know, a a hallmark of your life, like some graduation or maybe your wedding ceremony. It could be the birth of your children, you know, something like that. Or in the story, as you look back, you'd say, it was probably one of the hardest things I've ever experienced in life, but it defined me. It could be something like that. Uh, Stories get told, and, and think about this. Your story is nothing more than your God-gifted adventure. I mean, really, that's what it is. We're in this series that we're calling Our Next Great Adventure, and he's writing a story in our life, and you're, you're in the middle of the composition of that, and, and with that, you're going to be making decisions. And the decisions you make are going to really matter. As a matter of fact, last week we talked about one of the questions that we need to ask if we're going to make better decisions, and that's the integrity question. Remember what we talked about? Am I being honest with myself, really? And the most important thing that I'm going to do in life is if I want to have a preferred vision, God's preferred vision for my life, is to make more and more good decisions as I get to know God better. And so I asked you a couple of key, key questions last week, and hopefully you had time this week to sort through them. I know that some of you who are on the Rhythms app and, and feedback on that, you did this. But here's the first question Where do I struggle the most telling myself the truth? That's a hard question to ask and to answer. And then the second one Am I holding on to a lie that's holding me back from the adventure that, that God is inviting me into? Is there some lie? that I'm just living in that's just destroying my opportunities. Because you will never get where you need to be until you admit where you are. And I don't know about you. I I just don't want want to read a good story. I don't want to just observe someone else's good story. I, I really do want to have a good story. I'd like to write a good story, a story that creates legacy. So Imagine a time at the end of your very long and fruitful life when they are telling your story. You know what I mean by that. The people who are left to talk about you when you're not here. I call me weird, but since I'm a preacher, I go to a lot of them. I'm involved with them, and and I think about memorial services, celebrations of life when I think about this question. And when that moment comes, when the eulogy is being shared, when all my days are behind me, what stories are going to be told? I think you probably know how those moments usually work. People who have known you for years or decades will possibly start talking about you. And they'll hopefully say, this is why his life mattered. Donald Miller wrote a book that's called Hero on a Mission, A Path to a Meaningful Life. And he uses his own story to talk about how to write your story. And it's a good book. It's easy to read. And one of the things he he encourages people to do is to write out their preferred obituary. That's a little dark, but it's a good exercise, And so you look forward in time, 5, 15, 30 years. How would you like people to describe you? Now, what I propose to you today is that you consider writing the story of your life one decision at a time. That's how it works. God knows you. You know, God can look forward into the future if he so chooses to and say, Yeah, I see where that's headed. He can look back and see how that worked. He can look at you right now and say, let's go. But the fact is, he relies on you to decide how your story will be lived. You get to choose how your story turns out. Now, you might think a couple of things about that. This is what I came to my mind. First of all, thank God that he lets me be a part of how the story is played out. But then I thought, oh no. Because I look at my life and I think, man, I've made some, some real, you know, real mistakes in the past. So I want to challenge you. you. know, Last week I talked about Proverbs chapter 22.3 and how to maybe memorize that to, 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 to be in the right place in this series. But here's what it says. A prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. A simpleton goes on blindly and suffers the consequences. And so I want to challenge you with that. This temptation we face is, you know, just to to live by instinct, to say, well, this will all get sorted out, but I want to do this right now and let's go. And then we might spend a week, a month, a lifetime regretting that instinct. And so the, the writer of Proverbs is just saying, slow down and think about this. So how satisfactory would it be if your story is one that you want to tell? Wouldn't that be good? I mean, all of us want to write a good story. All of us want to be part of a good story. The question for today is this, the second question in this series, what story do I want to tell? Now, I I, I will tell you, Already, this has been a very challenging experience for me personally because for me to stand here, I have to do work before I get here. And that work is almost always work that God is doing in me before I stand here. And so I, I'm, I was doing this this week and I was thinking about the legacy that I want to leave. And it hit me this week because I was watching a basketball game. I'm in the fourth quarter. I'm in the fourth, unless there's some overtime. I'm in the fourth quarter of my adventure. You know, when I when I watch a ball game, and not you know, not college or pro, but but high school game. You know, there's always four quarters, and 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 when when the when the teams do this, I'm thinking this thing's almost over. It's go time now. There's no looking back. We got to go forward. And, and, and it's weird being the same age as old people. I'm telling you right now, it's just, <laughs> they are weird. But I don't care if you're two years old, you're 30 years old, or you're, you're pushing a hundy. I mean, I don't care. You may be in your fourth quarter, we don't know how that works. So what's your life story gonna tell? Landon Sherman, who's a student minister out of Dallas, he gave a sermon where he describes the writing of our story using three playing cards, and uh, this is a metaphor that I think can help us learn together. So the first card, he says, represents the cards that we've been dealt. That would be my origin story. That would be the beginnings. That's your family of origin. That's, you know, that's, that, that's your ethnicity. That's, that's the cultural influences that predominantly play a part in your life. It's your educational opportunities that you received or that you took advantage of. It's it's the spiritual gifts that God placed in you at some point in your life. How adults, when you were a pre-adolescent, treated you and what that did to you or for you. Maybe you think about the cards you were dealt and thought, man, I I wish I would have had a better dealer because I got some Lulu's, you know? I mean, The events that shaped your lives, out of control, maybe your parents, and maybe they were great, and maybe they weren't. The economics of your early years, maybe you had resources, maybe you didn't. Your health, the events that shaped you. And, or, you know, you might think I had a pretty good hand, really, but I've, I got to admit that I had some good things going for me, but I kind of wasted those cards away. I played them wrong. Because that goes to the second thing. The th- of the three cards, the second th- of the three, the-, the cards we choose to play. So we're dealt certain cards, and then we got to choose how we're going to play those cards. It can be simple things like what I wear, what I eat, how I play. But then there's the big stuff. Where am I going to work for the rest of my life? Am I going to get married? And to who? Am I going to have kids? Giant decisions. You think about the cards you played and and, and maybe you think, oh, yeah, I'd like to have some of those back. I'd play them differently. Who doesn't think that? But, But there's a few things in your story that maybe you regret. There's probably some things that you'd like to, if you did them again, you'd do them again and again. I don't know. The cards you've been dealt, the cards you play, and then here's the third one, the cards that we earn. In other words, that's the result. And ultimately, my story will be based on the cards that I earn. This is what we choose to do with the cards that we've been dealt. So I want you to visualize how this works from the story of a man named Joseph. Joseph's story covers 12 chapters in the book of Genesis, and then he has some other places in the scripture as well. It begins in chapter 37, and we're not going to read them today. That'd take a while. But in case you're unfamiliar with the story of Joseph, I'm going to summarize it, and we're going to talk about it based on this metaphor of cards. First of all, the cards that Joseph was dealt. Well, Joseph was the 11th of 12 sons born to a man named Jacob. Genesis 37.3 says that Jacob loved Joseph more than the rest of his sons. Now, any reasonable parent here would say, that's a mistake. You don't play favorites with the kids. I don't care what the situation is. Because it earns a lot of bad dynamics in the family. That's a bad card to play if you're a dad or mom. Some of you may have been dealt that card, by the way, when you were kids. Maybe, you know, your parents had favorites and you you weren't it. Or maybe you were. And you know that created problems for you. Anyway... Jacob Jacob did not hide his favoritism, and he even went so far as to give his son a special coat, a pretty beautiful coat that made him stand out from the rest of the the boys. And and Joseph, by the way, didn't, as a young man, didn't mind playing that card himself. Like, for instance, he said, told his brothers and his parents, he said, "I, I have these dreams. And in these dreams, the rest of you do things like bow to me. Yeah, it's a bad idea. Even if you have the dream, keep, you know, keep quiet about it. And they didn't like it. Can you imagine? They didn't like young Joseph laying that out for them. So the brothers, they, they caught him, and they threw him into a pit. They were going to murder him, but one of them at least had an ounce of decency and said, we can't kill the kid, so let's just think about what we're going to do. They threw him into this pit. And uh, then eventually, some slave traders came along. So they they sold him into slavery. They took that beautiful coat of his and and they and they and they roughed it up and they put animal blood on it to make it look like he'd gotten killed by wild animals. And they went back and told pops that old that little Joey got killed. It's a great story, isn't it? You could binge it. There are some cards that Joseph was dealt. And maybe you can relate to that. For you, it's your family of origin. You'd love to be able to tell the story about, you know, loving, caring parents who always had your best interests at heart. You'd love to be able to say that you had siblings that you got along with and and you always, you know, respected each other and uh, you supported each other. But rather than that story, it's more like, yeah, the, the, the parents fought all the time. It was, a, it, was a, it was a hard environment for me to grow up in. And, and by the way, I couldn't wait to get out of there. And, and there was a lot of dysfunction, and, and, and it didn't end well for my parents. And my family gatherings were like episodes of Knives Out. I mean, you know, you just, and you even can say, well, it's even that way now. If I go back for some kind of gathering, it's like we, we're at each other right away. That's pretty normal, unfortunately. Or maybe for you it's the the body blows that life has dealt you. Like you were you were doing great until that cancer hit you. Or you know, you were a small business owner, emphasis on were. You had dreams. But those dreams went away when that happened. And that happened. And now this happens. Or maybe it's just culture, the world. Like, like for you right now, you're a parent, and, and the story's been a pretty good one maybe, but, but, but now you're worried about your kids. You're worried about how this world's gonna swallow them up, and, and it creates anxiety for you, and, and the way of the world has you worried about them. Okay, now I, I know it sounds Pollyanna, but whether the cards you've been dealt our favor or failure, whether they are from the pinnacle or the pit, they are all opportunities to let God write his preferred story for your life, stories of transformation. One of the things I love about this church is I get to hear good story after story where God's rewriting the script the hard stuff, the valleys, the pits we find ourselves in and how they actually become victorious later. Later. And I think you know the greatest stories in the end are, you know, they, in the beginning they weren't so great, but then in the epic stories, you know, everything gets worked out and then and victory happens at the end. That's, that's God's way with us. The reason we keep telling those stories over and over and over and over and over again in books and in and in and in movies and and in you know whatever else you, you use for a medium is because it's the way God works in our lives. It was true in Joseph's case. So he was sold to an Egyptian governmental head of police named Potiphar. He rose to be tops in his household, the top guy, and then and his Potiphar's wife noticed the young up and comer and kind of took a favor to him, so she went on to him and seduced him and and, and uh, he rebuked her advances, which you'd think that's the right thing to do, which it was. And then she just makes a false claim out of her own pride that he had advanced on her. Don't miss this. Joseph did the right thing, and bad stuff happened. Please know this about life. When you make the right decision, it doesn't always mean that good stuff's going to come from it immediately. Immediately. And that leads to the cards that I choose to play. We're dealt some cards. The question is, what cards will I play? I wish that life worked this way. I do good, good happens. It'd be so simple. Now, I'm not for a minute suggesting that you, if you always do the right thing, good things won't happen. But I'm also saying to you, they might not you know, eventually, immediately and we know it's not the do gooders that change the world it's the overcomers that change the world think back at people in history it's the overcomers that make a difference i don't want bad things to happen to you i don't want them to happen to me no one's just dreaming of scenarios where we'll get falsely accused of something or life will dump on us again and again or nobody wants a childhood of pain for themselves or anyone else no one wants to see dreams snuffed out because of their own decision-making or those that others make that take our dreams from us, okay? But the question I have for you today is this. Can you ask this? God, what story do you want to write from this? Whatever it is. In Joseph's case, he did the right thing, and Potiphar threw him into prison, and so then you probably know this about the story, maybe you do, but things went pretty well for him there and ultimately he got a chance to go before the pharaoh, the top, the top guy in the country, the, you know, their president of the United States, their ruler, whatever, and, and he became second in command in the entire nation. And through it all, he re- retained his dignity, his integrity. And do you want less pain in your life? Try to grasp this, you make your story great when though you lost the job because you refused to bend the rules and make a buck, you held on to your integrity. Though the pressure is on to compromise sexually, you don't give in to that pressure and you gain self-worth and you maintain a dream for someone in the future. Maybe you lose people in the social network as friends because you don't compromise, but you gain the dignity of and ultimately having better friends in the future. You give a portion of your income, and it's a sacrifice, but you gain the magnitude of what your generosity is accomplishing. By the way, on a side note, in December we asked you to step up and and to be generous because we wanted to finish the year well as a church and we wanted to fulfill some important goals that we've set. There's kids we want a scholarship for Connect this summer. We're building a school in Kenya. We've talked a lot about that. And we're doing a lot of good in other parts of our community, in our region, in in our world, really, in many different ways. And you responded because of your generosity. Our church can fully match that $50,000 challenge gift for the Mohi School, and you covered the cost for 17 scholarships for Connect, scholarships we otherwise could not have given. We just simply couldn't. And I can confidently say that your generosity means we will finish the year in a strong place. So thank you. Congratulations. And praise God. Praise God. He's writing a story. He's writing a story. A story takes a great turn when we take loser cards and we play them his way. That's what happens. So you wanna see a great story come out of your life instead of living a life of regret and bitterness and letting that be your story, play the cards differently. I mean, you might see it as a losing hand. It's it's easy to think that when something bad or unfair happens to us, well, that just means I'm a loser. No, it just means God has a greater opportunity to make you win, that's what it means. See, here's the thing. You can either view your life through the bad hand that you've been dealt, thinking that things will never get better, or you can trust that God has a plan for you, and that plan is ultimately good, because those are the cards that you'll earn. Joseph was dealt a raw deal, or 12, but his story shows that he lived by the motto that sometimes we sing at church, if I'm not dead then God's not done. That's a good way to think. I wonder if you would just say that with me. Ready? If I'm not dead, then God's not done. Joseph Joseph figured that out. And his defining moments in life brought a better future for him and for others. And you might know how the story goes. So eventually his brothers come to him because they're starving to death. They don't know it's him at the time. They think he's long gone. Uh, He has an opportunity to pull them back into his story. He ends up forgiving them. He sees his father and his younger brother, Benjamin. He's able to reestablish his family at the end. And, and there's this point where his brothers freak out because, you know, they've come to live with him in Egypt, but they're still uncertain about how he sees them in light of what they did to him. Can you imagine? Like, he's going to get back at them, right? I understand that. So, here's what it says in Genesis 50, 18. His brothers, this is after their father died. This is after Jacob had passed away, and so now they're really unsure if, if Joseph will care about them any longer. His brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. We are your slaves, they said. But Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly of them. Man, see, with the cards he was dealt, he could have ended in revenge and bitterness, and he could have really taken them down. But that's not the way he rolled, because he saw a bigger picture. And I wonder if you could look at people in your life or situations that have happened in the past, and you could say, Man, if I could just get revenge, if I could just, you know. I wonder if you could turn that card and play it differently and say, God what do you got for me here? And how can I give glory to you? See, we are born, when, we're born we're, when we are born, we look like our parents. But when we die, we look like our decisions. Like Joseph, you're writing a story one decision at a time. And I would guess that if, you're, if you've been listening and if you've been open to God's work in your life, that he has prompted you to, to say, you know, there's something. There's something where I want you to do, to, to do this different. I want you to play this card differently than you have been. I'm gonna pray for you because that's a big decision to make. But you know what? As we reflect on God's forgiveness and mercy that He actually buried my past in a tomb of Jesus so that I don't have to drag it into eternity. I mean, it might sound kind of lofty. It might even sound idealistic, but if these things read differently at my memorial service, I'm okay with that. Lord, as we commune, we turn over to you everything in our lives that we've tried to control and that have controlled us that take us out of your preferred vision for our life. And we come back to this simple action on a cross 2,000 years ago where you took all of our sin and our past and you crucified it and you raised to life showing us that we can too. This is the celebration of the moment as we commune. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Yeah, on this adventure You want to ask a really good question? What do you want your legacy to be? What story do you want to tell? I'm going to challenge you to do what Donald Miller challenges you to. I'm going to challenge you to sketch out on paper what you would like it to read like, that service in the future. I did it this week. It was surprisingly difficult for me because you know, I'm writing a sermon at the same time and I'm thinking about it all the time and I'm like, wow, this is, this is, this is intimidating. There's an outline on the Church Center app that we use. We, these questions will help you in the process. So when you open up Third City on the Church Center app, the Welcome Home page will pop up and you'll see a series of icons across the bottom of the page. And look down there, there's one that says, Write Your Story. You go there, you click on that icon and it'll take you to the page that will walk you through the process, through the experience. And it's got some paragraphs that you'll write, a paragraph about just the basics, where you were born, school. You've, you've read obituaries, you know how that looks. Schooling, lived, married, worked, you know, things like that. You can't fill in the, di- the dead date yet. For You have to wait on that one, okay? For a long time, I hope for you. Then there's that paragraph, things you no longer want to affect your story. Things you'd like to just leave in the past. Things you're glad that Jesus has put behind you. Things that have been forgiven by him. That's the hard one. Because that means you've got to own that. You've got to say, Lord, I am giving you those things. I'm walking forward past those things. And then there's paragraphs that describe what you want to become. And there's a whole list of things that will help you sort through that. Do it. What are you afraid of? And if you're a young person, 63 or under, that means you probably have some time to write it differently. Because in this adventure, you're not dead. That means God's not done. Thanks for listening to the Third City Christian Church Podcast. Please join us for one of our worship services at 9, 10, 15, or eleven thirty a.m. in Grand Island and at ten fifteen a.m. in Broken Bow on Facebook Live at, at thirdcityc.online.church each Sunday. For more information about Third City Christian Church, send email to podcast at thirdcityc.org. Call us at 308-384-5038 or visit us online at thirdcityc.org.